Hey there, friend. Listen, I want to invite you to join me for an upcoming presentation I'm offering called How to Shift from Willpower to Want Power. If you're tired of feeling like you have the best of intentions with food and weight, only to have it all fall by the wayside by the time your head hits the pillow at night, then this is for you. If you're interested in making permanent weight loss easier and less of a struggle, then this is for you. If you're curious what want power is, which you probably should be, and can't wait to learn how to incorporate it into your journey toward peace and freedom around food, then this is for you. I'll be presenting live twice on Wednesday, May 1st, 2024, at both noon and 7.30 p.m. Central Time Zone. I'll answer your questions live and we'll have a really good time together. But if you can't make either of those days, I'm not going to make you get a replay emailed into your inbox only for it to get lost and never be watched no matter how deeply you want to make time to go through it. Because I mean, honestly, who are we kidding? (laughs) We've all done this, including me. No, instead, we are offering multiple watch parties for several days after the live presentation. So come watch the replay with other doctors and interact in the chat with them and my team. So either way, whether you come live or to a watch party, it will be worth your time for sure. All you have to do is register at katrinaubellmd.com forward slash want power. That's katrinaubellmd.com forward slash w-a-n-t-p-o-w-e-r. See you there. You are listening to the Weight Loss for Busy Physicians podcast with Katrina Ubell, MD, episode number 98. Welcome to Weight Loss for Busy Physicians, the podcast where busy doctors like you get the practical solutions and support you need to permanently lose the weight so you can feel better and have the life you want. If you're looking to overcome your stress eating and exhaustion and move into freedom around food, you're in the right place. Hey there, my friend. How are you? Welcome to the podcast. So excited to talk to you today. As always, I am <laughs> attempting to record a podcast with a puppy in the next room. We shall see how this goes. She's been pretty quiet. <laughs> it's going to be fun. I like to challenge myself. Okay, so let's talk about fun. So <laughs> fun is something that seems kind of elusive, right? Like sometimes things are fun. And a lot of times things are really not fun. And we want to have more fun. And we have a lot less fun as we get older. I know that's for sure been the case for me. I don't know about you, but it's like adulthood gets more serious and more serious, seriouser and seriouser as we go along. And it's less frequent that I would use the word fun to describe what it is I'm doing or the experience that I had. And what often happens is, oh yeah, we had a good time, but then these other things happened, or these were the things that were challenging about it, or this was what was what happened that was really hard. And I think that if you can continue to have fun in your life as you get older, that's one of the best things you can do for your overall satisfaction in of your life and also for just your overall mental health. Because if we're waiting for fun things to happen to us, 
we might be waiting a really long time. I think that's why sometimes we put so much pressure on ourselves to have such an amazing vacation because like the rest of our life is really not that much fun. And we're like, no, this vacation is going to be so fun. And then we go on that vacation and the kids are off because they're like jet lagged or they get a little sick and they're whining and complaining. And then we're totally having a hissy fit in our heads, right? Like this was supposed to be fun. Why isn't this fun? We need to be having fun. (laughs) Have you ever been like that? maybe even just in your head, (laughs) right? When we're, when we are putting so much pressure on a situation to be fun and thinking that it's the scenario, the situation that creates the fun for us, it just makes us kind of like crazy people, right? We end up just putting so much pressure on it that the result is that we end up not having that much fun. And then it's kind of a disappointment. So I looked up the definition of fun. (laughs) I was like, that is interesting. I'm not sure how the dictionary would describe it. So I looked it up in Merriam-Webster and the definition is very simple. What provides amusement or enjoyment? That's it. What provides amusement or enjoyment? And that makes so much sense. It's why one person will think something's fun and the other person doesn't, right? Because we enjoy different things and we're amused by different things. So I also want to point out that I think that we often think that having fun means having like the absolute time of your life. Like it was fun if it was like the best time, like we were just loving it so much and just having so much pleasure. But if you're like most of us, most of your day consists of just regular repetitious behaviors, right? You get up, ready for work, you go and you see your patients you go to meetings, you care for the people in your life that need caring for. And a lot of these things don't really seem that much fun, right? How many people are like, I love going to meetings. It's so fun. (laughs) Meetings are my favorite. Not many people are like that. (laughs) So, so what makes something fun or not? Like, how do you create fun in your day to day life? When it's pretty repetitious. And right now your experience of those repetitious behaviors is that it's not that much fun. What makes something fun or not is whether you experience amusement or enjoyment during it or not. Interesting, right? It's just your experience of it. It's just your emotions that you feel. But then what determines whether something is amusing or enjoyable? Of course, the answer, as you know, is always your thoughts. But we think that experiences are inherently fun or not fun. And it turns out that that's not true at all. So a very good friend of mine, ages ago in college, had a job where she sold treadmills over the phone. (laughs) Sounds fun, right? Or not. (laughs) Having to be that person cold calling people or answering phones on a call center, right? These people who are just maybe wanting a treadmill, maybe not, and just spending hours trying to sell people on treadmills. And she talks about how she and the other students there would try to make it really fun because otherwise it would be so boring. Of course, they're college kids, right? So they're all about having fun making things fun. And so they, one of the things they would do, they would make these little games and they would challenge each other to see who could say like a certain word the most number of times in their shift, just bringing it up organically while they were talking to customers. 
and potential customers. And so like one time she was saying that they had to say bar mitzvah as many times as they could in there. Right. So they're probably like, well, listen, do you have a bar mitzvah coming up? Because you're going to want to be in shape. And so this treadmill is going to be able to help you be in shape so you can wear that outfit that you've always wanted to wear. And so they would, she would just think of all the different ways she could bring up bar mitzvah. And this is just so brilliant, right? Like it just makes it amusing and enjoyable to do what you're doing already. It just adds a layer of fun with your thinking. And then of course they would all talk about it and everyone share their, would share their stories about how they got, were able to put the word bar mitzvah in there and everyone would laugh, right? So, so much fun was created. Something came up in my daughter's life at the beginning of the school year this year. She had been going to school during the summers for kind of a part academic thing, part fun thing most days. And she loved it and did great. And then the day that school started, she was suddenly afflicted with a terrible stomach ache. Have your children ever done that? Now I, and she's five and I cut her some slack because she had been spending the prior two weeks back to back traveling. And we had just gotten back the night before from Europe. And I thought, you know what, maybe she's just really tired. Okay, we'll, we'll let her miss the first day of school. It's kindergarten. It's fine. <laughs> so that was fine. And she was feeling great that whole rest of that day. And then the next morning, suddenly she was afflicted again. It's amazing how these things happen. And so I was talking to her and just trying to find out from her, what is the problem? Are you nervous about something? Like you've been going there. <laughs> What's new or different? And she had not wanted to do a day that had specials. That's what they call it at the school. And specials is when you have like music and gym and art, you know, kind of the extra fun things. And she loved going to specials last year. She was so excited when she could be an extended day kid and go do all the specials. She never had a problem with any of them. And here she was like full on in tears over the whole thing. So I said to her, think about what it is. What is the, what is the problem? So you can tell me and we're driving to school and she's like, I think I know what it is. And I'm like, okay, this is going to be juicy. Like, what is it? What is she so worried about? And she's like, it's art. <laughs> like art of all things art. Okay. What's the problem with art? She always loved art last year. She was so proud of her art. She's like, art is, it's just not fun. And I was like, interesting, right? Like somehow, somewhere along the line, she changed her thinking and started believing that art wasn't fun. So of course I asked her if something had happened, if there was a problem with the teacher or anything. No, no, no. Everything was fine. She said, it's just not fun. So I told her, here's the best news. It's not art that's fun or not. You make things fun or not fun. So art class itself is not inherently fun or not fun. You bring your own fun. And that's the best news because then you can make anything fun. So you can be like, I'm going to make art fun because art's not fun or fun. I'm fun or not fun. So I'm going to make it fun. Of course, her little five-year-old brain, she's like, oh, okay. <laughs> and I was like, okay, so you go into art class today and you just go, you know what? Like art's fun. I'm going to make this fun because you are a fun person. And she's like, all right. So she goes in there. So then I go and pick her up. How was your day? Great. All smiles. Everything's great. How was our class? Oh, it was so fun. I was like, how'd you do that? She's like, I don't know. It was just fun. 
But this is what's so great. She wasn't going in there necessarily having to think like, okay, now I got to make this part fun. Now I got to make that part fun. No, she was just like, oh, turns out art's fun because I make it fun. So I'm just going to have fun in art. And it totally worked. So these are some little easy examples <laughs> of how you can make something fun. But as adults, as grownups, as we're adulting a lot, many of us really lose that connection to having fun. So I want you to think about how much fun you have on a regular basis. And it might not be very much, especially if you're not regularly thinking thoughts that create amusement and enjoyment for yourself. And you have to think those thoughts on purpose. You can't just wait for your brain to like show up with them. It tends to not do that. At least mine doesn't. You have to create the fun. So let's talk about something that most of us would agree is not fun. And that is taking call, (laughs) right? You're like, oh no, she's going to make me make call fun. What? No. (laughs) So you understand the concept that circumstances are neutral, correct? And if you don't know what I'm talking about, you can just hit pause here and go listen to the first two or three episodes of this podcast. You're going to understand a little bit more what I'm talking about. But taking calls seems like an exception, right? Taking calls is a circumstance, but it's not neutral. Everybody knows call sucks. That's a fact, right? (laughs) If we all agree on it, then it's a fact. But here's the thing. Not everybody minds taking call. Seriously, there are people out there. It's true. Most of us think call sucks mostly because of the culture of medicine that we learned during our training, right? Like if everyone around you seems to think call sucks, then it's easy to adopt those same thoughts. So you are a medical student and all the residents are burned out and thinking call sucks and talking about how much call is awful. And you're like, oh, I guess this is how we think about call. And then now you believe that too. And you go through residency and you hand down that same belief system to your medical students and on and on it goes, right? That's that culture of medicine. But think about the first time you ever took overnight call as a student. It was kind of exciting, right? It was like a little thrilling, right? You get to see what it's like after hours, like the behind the scenes stuff. Is it really like the shows on TV? Like I think some of it might be, some of it might not. I really want to see what this is like there were definitely elements that were enjoyable. You maybe got to do some procedures. You maybe got to learn some really cool things or see some really unusual things. So you very likely had some fun. But once the newness wears off and you've taken enough Q2 or Q3 or Q4 call, (laughs) we adopt the same viewpoint everyone else seems to have, right? We're like, this is awful. So for many of us, call seems like this horrible oppressor. I see this so often with my clients, right? We go into it bracing ourselves for the worst. So many of my clients talk about this anxiety that they have leading up to call. Like I really have all these thoughts of, I really hope that I'm going to be able to handle whatever comes in the door. And what if something horrible happens? What am I going to do? And they're, they have themselves all worked up over what might happen. Like they're living in the future because right then they're home. They're not even there, <laughs> right? They're already at call in their minds and experiencing this terrible experience of it, but they're not even in the hospital yet. So interesting, right? So we brace ourselves for the worst and we have these thoughts like, I hope this doesn't suck that bad, right? Or I hope it's not horrible. And of course the Q word, I hope it's quiet, but we would never say that out loud, right? Lest we jinx ourselves. (laughs) 
And it's as though what we see, like which patients roll in the door or what we do determines whether a call sucks or is horrible or not. And that's not what determines it. You can have the same patients come in, the same calls overnight, the same times being woken up, the same admissions to do, the same deliveries to do, the same procedures, operations, cases to do, and it can be fun. So how can it be fun? All you have to do is find some enjoyment or some amusement. So enjoyment is going to be something that you intentionally think about. God, I love operating as you're operating, right? Like this is why I became a surgeon. It's actually really fun to do these cases, even if it's at 2.30 in the morning. It's okay. This is fun. Look what I get to do. I get to save this person's life. That's awesome, right? Now, the bigger one that I think is easier is amusement. And what by amusement, I don't mean mocking people or making fun of them like at their expense. I mean, just finding some amusement, right? Like have you ever seen someone who's like screaming and yelling and it's like kind of actually funny, right? Like if you just could mute them and you didn't know what the scenario was and you just saw them like yelling and flailing their arms around and stomping their feet, it's kind of funny, right? <laughs> and so you can find amusement with that disgruntled family member who's yelling at everybody. You can find amusement in just something silly that happens. You can find amusement in anything really, right? You can just be like, this is, Ooh, that was a good one. That would like, say you have a patient who's, who's slinging insults, right? Like, no, oh, that's a pretty good one. He's up in his game today. Like, wow, that's a, that's a pretty good one, right? You can find that amusement. Like this is going to be interesting. This is going to be fun. I love that thought. This is going to be fun because then your brain's like, how is this going to be fun? How am I going to be amused? How am I going to enjoy myself? So in your specific situation, whatever you do with call, if you take call, you can think about that. Like there's this dad who's super mad and worked up and anxious and his wife's in labor and things are like a little touch and go right now. We don't know what's going on. And he thinks that screaming everybody is going to make us do a better job, right? Like maybe you can't really find enjoyment in that, but you can certainly find some amusement, right? And that doesn't mean you're like laughing at him to his face or something like that, but just in your mind, you're just being amused. Just to let yourself be amused. And what's so interesting is when you are amused, you're not feeling defensive. You're not feeling all up in your head about, well, he might be mad at me if I do this or that, or the other thing. You're like, huh, he's over there having his experience of this. That's really interesting. I'm going to be over here manhandling this baby that's about to be delivered. So or should we say woman handling? I don't know. Maybe we should change that word. But I'm just saying, <laughs> right? You're not going like, oh, now I've got all these patients. I've got the woman who's in labor and the baby and the husband that I have to deal with. No, like let him do his own thing. Let him have his freak out and just be amused by it. So great. Here's another example. Your children are fighting and maybe they're screaming at each other or maybe they're actually physically fighting right? Maybe they're like wrestling on the ground and ripping each other's hair out. And you're like, screaming at them doesn't seem to work. Punishing them doesn't seem to work. Maybe I should just be amused. I want you to really think about that, right? Because immediately we're like, oh my God, a good mother wouldn't do that. 
No, that's not like, I, I can't be amused by that. But, like amusement means that like, if it's fun to watch them fight, then that means that I'm condoning their behavior. Or I'm thinking that what they're doing is okay. Well, maybe what they're doing is okay, since it's what's happening, right? The reality is that's what's happening. So maybe that's exactly what needs to be happening. But just play around with the idea of being amused. Like they're insulting each other and you're like, oh, good one. They're totally pummeling each other. And you're like, that one's scrappy. Nice. Nice work. Especially when they're older, right? You're just like, you guys got to work this out. I don't know. I love you both. I'm just going to watch and have fun while I'm watching you. (laughs) Here's another example. You have this review article you have to write and you have been putting it off forever, right? Procrastinating. You don't want to do it. Mostly the reason why is because you don't think it's going to be fun. It's definitely not fun. It's way more fun to get on social media or to shop online than it is to sit down and write this article that you have to write. And my suggestion is that you figure out a way to be amused or find some enjoyment in it, right? You come up with like a little bit of a game for yourself, or you decide to be amused by the topic and figure out a way to find some amusement in it. When you make it fun, because again, remember, you bring the fun, you are the fun. If you bring the fun to it, then writing a review article could be fun. So some of your brains are seizing up right now going, no, I'm telling you it's not fun. But I want you to just play around with the idea, play around with the possibility that I might be right, that you could make something like that a fun experience just by changing the way you think about it. Now, again, because what's fun is so individual what you think is fun, what I think is fun, totally separate things, right? Like there's people who work in the ER that think it's so fun to have someone who's like about to die come wheeling in and they save their life and like, look at them, they're amazing. For me, I want to die inside. (laughs) I'm like, could I do it? Of course I could. I just really don't want to. I don't like that feeling of that adrenaline surge, but other people love it and it's so fun for them. So if that's really fun for you, then you can take advantage of that, knowing that about yourself. If that's not fun for you, then you can just be like, you know, sometimes I feel that way. It's not my favorite, but it still can be fun to do these other things that I like. It still can be fun to, you know, within seconds, know exactly what we have to do to save this person's life. Like that's enjoyable for sure. Even if that a huge adrenaline surge in my body isn't feeling physically great to me right now, I can still enjoy the results of my labor. Another situation that I hear a lot about from my clients is when they have a really challenging case coming up and you're nervous about it. Like maybe it's something that you don't do that often. It's just not your usual cookie cutter bread and butter cases that you're really comfortable with. Like there's just something that makes it more complicated and you're really nervous about it. I've had clients who've been just worked up for days or sometimes even weeks anticipating the case. And they're so anxious about it, thinking that they don't want to screw up. But when you start following that through the model, it actually creates a result of being more likely to screw things up because you're so up in your head. And what I want to suggest is finding a way to make that really challenging case fun. Like how can you find some enjoyment in it? Maybe it's just stretching yourself out of your comfort zone. It's going to feel uncomfortable, but it's kind of fun to do things that are different than your usual. It's kind of fun to stretch yourself and challenge yourself to do something different. It's kind of fun to use your brain in a different way that you don't usually use it. 
right? And then I bet you can find some amusement and just even have like cracking a little joke with the patient before you take them back to the OR or just playing some really fun music in the OR while you're operating. Like there's so many different things that you can do to make it a really fun experience for you. And so there's so much more fun available to us than we even realize. And I think this is the best news ever. I have been having so much fun just listening to music. I know I've told you guys before that that was one of the huge ways that I found some excitement and entertainment in my life that wasn't food related. And it never gets old. I'm always so happy when I'm listening to music that I love. And it's just fun to get into the music and really enjoy it. And it's fun to be amused when my kids are making jokes. Whereas before I would just be like, Oh, this is so annoying. Like, come on, we have to get going. Could you please practice your piano? Get yourself done because it's almost bedtime. Like that's where my brain wants to go. Like we have boxes we need to check <laughs> so that I can sit down and have a snack, right? Like that's how it used to be. <laughs> and instead I have to purposefully slow myself down and find that amusement and enjoyment. The more you practice it though, the easier it gets, the more your brain is trained to start finding those things. So I'm finding that the more I practice it, the more it comes naturally for me. And if I'm really not having fun, then I know I bring the fun that it's not what's happening to me, or I'm not at the effect of my circumstances, whether something is fun or not. Fun is my determination. So it's the best news, right? So I want you to have a ton of fun this week. (laughs) Lots and lots of fun, as much fun as you can possibly find to have. And then let me know all about it in the comments section for this episode, which you can find at katrinaubellmd.com forward slash 98. Have a wonderful, fun week, and I will talk to you next time. Take care. Bye-bye. Did you know that you can find a lot more help from me on my website? Go to katrinaubellmd.com and click on free resources.